Hello and welcome to the Catholic Duluth Show. The Catholic Duluth Show is a parish community podcast serving the parishes of St. Lawrence, Holy Family, and St. Joseph in Duluth, Minnesota. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Daniel Rhoda, and with me I have Father Eli Gieske. How are you doing today, Father Eli? Good. Good to be with you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you were gone for a couple weeks. I was. Yeah. And so uh, you're you're back. You're you're alive. I'm I'm here. Yeah. It's uh, it was good to be back uh, over the weekend and see everybody again. And um, yeah, unfortunately, I'm going to be gone again this weekend. We uh, were uh, you and I and some other the, of the staff and some of the sisters are running a retreat for um, some potential small group leaders. Maybe you've been reading the bulletin, getting some updates on that. But yeah, so we're we're getting ready for that, and I think I think it's going to be a fun retreat. I'm really excited to to see what the Lord does. So I think for some of these people, they've done retreats, and others it'll be their first time to doing something like this. So yeah, I think it'll be fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think uh, retreats are one of those things which I think we've talked about before on this podcast. Is it's one of those things that we don't do enough. So it's kind of something we're trying to right. do more and. Um, you know, hopefully if everything goes well, we'll be able to continue doing this kind of stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, w- was your time away refreshing or is it kind of... It was good. Yeah, it was nice. Um, it was kind of like a retreat. I mean, I had a retreat portion of it and then um, some some formation. So, yeah, it was good. Uh, enjoyed uh, just kind of being away from the office and, uh, you know, I did check my email a little bit, but it wasn't something. It was kind of something like why well, I tried to be uh, away from everything. So yeah, yeah, great, great, yeah. Um, well, you know, nothing happened when you were gone. So <laughs> I'm sure something happened, but <laughs> I was happy to see that everything was still standing. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's it's a good reminder that now that the world does not revolve around me or rest mm-hmm. on my shoulders, but it, things will continue. So yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a. <laughs> You know, it's kind of like a, like a both hand where it's like we like we can't exist without you, but then um, like at the same time, I think we can think ourselves more like important than we are from right. like a day to day basis. Right. 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 We, we can certainly take things and think if I'm not here, things aren't going to happen. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got a few other things going on. We have Advent coming up. So this weekend is Christ the King, and the weekend after that, which is also Thanksgiving weekend, is the first Sunday of Advent. So it's it's mm-hmm. almost upon us, which is hard to believe. Um, we have uh, no faith formation next Wednesday. So for all those who attend that or help with that, get the day off. Exciting. And we do have uh, Intro to Catholicism, so RCIA continues Tuesday. So uh, I think Sister Magdalena and I are teaching on the um, liturgical year and the uh, the community of saints. So it should be a good topic. Um, what else? Oh, is there anything else going on? Um, you got an update from uh, oh, the, the Mr. Project. Serba? Yeah, so Paul Serba, who's our the guy that's carving the wood for our uh, sanctuary renovation at St. Lawrence came uh, and just wanted to do some measurements and confirm with um, Jim Walner, who's going to help us with the tear out when we get rid of the tile and stuff like that. So there was a little conversation and just some sharing of information. And uh, he's in the process of gluing all the wood together for, so 
the carving part, you need to have something carved. So he's kind of putting this, the big structures together so that he can start carving. So it's very exciting uh, to, to hear about that. Um, I was maybe going to go see the wood work, um, but then when he told me it's just a bunch of wood glued pieces, he, I was kind of like, okay, well. I can imagine what that oh, looks yeah, like. I can imagine what that looks like. I'll, I'll, I'll wait. So, uh, But yeah, so it's a lot of the big chunks are coming together and then uh, the carving part will start soon. So um, what else? Oh, uh, another thing is on the bigger church scale, I guess, the bishops, the U.S. bishops met this week. They're done now, but they met this week. Um, and they do that every year, but this is the first time because of COVID that they met in person for two years, I think. So um, I don't know what all the big takeaways were. They kind of had elections, so they elect different bishops to different sort of committees and that sort of thing. Um, and then they also voted on that Eucharistic renewal document. And I haven't I haven't read that or looked at it or there's drafts of it or whatever, but so I'm, presumably there'll be something coming out uh, trying to help people understand the Eucharist and help us as Catholics grow in our devotion to the Eucharist. So uh, that should be a, a good thing. I would think a good fruit yeah. of, of that meeting. So, but uh, that was happening. I think they met in Baltimore. So, yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I don't know. That's all I got for now. Yeah. You okay. Got, you got anything else? Great. No. Oh, you maybe want. Do you want to share any any news? <laughs> oh, I mean, I guess yeah. There there is some some news on my front. Um, yeah, I uh, I got engaged a couple weeks ago. Yeah, congratulations. So, yeah, yeah. Thank That's you. Very so, exciting. Yeah, yeah. That is a exciting uh, exciting moment. So yeah, so I don't I don't know if the personers keep track of your personal life, but yeah, yeah. You've been dating Tara for Tara, yeah for like a it was two Februarys ago. Okay. So yeah, coming up on I mean a little it was yeah a little over a year and a half when we got engaged. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, that was the end of October. So yeah. yeah, it's been a. Are you the kind of person that like, like, this is happening in my personal life, but not I'm not going to broadcast it to the world and nobody else needs to know, or, or like, I don't know that that would be kind of my thought of how you would approach it. But yeah, I'm 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 probably more of a like a closed book <laughs> for, for for most of that stuff but sure. um, but yeah no, it doesn't really bother me that sure. much that people know sure um what about tara is she is she like yeah she you? has she has zero secrets yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're exact opposites on that is, level. It, is, it, is it all over facebook and or whatever <laughs> yeah 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 it is so so yeah i was like you know I, she'll take care of the people the, know i don't uh, the, what do you need the the information campaign and you can just be behind the scenes yeah exactly exactly <laughs> um but yeah, so that was fun. So we went out to Colorado, and uh, we're up in the mountains, which was which was nice. So it was oh. a really, really a uh, really good time. So good. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's exciting. It's a, it's a beautiful process that you've begun. So yeah, yeah. Now, uh, now is the the fun part. Yeah. Of uh, of planning. So. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, and uh, and. For today's episode, we're gonna be talking about, I guess, the the other big news. Yeah, maybe people are like, um, "You didn't say anything about." Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. Um, but we're gonna be talking about the news that came is coming out from the bishop concerning uh, Saint Joe's. Yeah. And what kind of everything is gonna look like structural wise for our cluster, and um, that they're going to be kind of separating from our cluster. Mm -hmm. um, 
So yeah, we'll kind of jump into that. But uh, before that, Father, do you want to open us in a prayer? Sure. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we thank you for your graciousness and your goodness to us. We ask you to bless our conversation today. We pray for all our parishioners, uh, for those who are at Holy Family, for those who are at St. Lawrence, pray also for all those at St. Joseph. Um, we pray in thanksgiving for their fidelity and for their desire to know you, to serve you, to love you. And whatever parishes we belong to, Lord, we ask that you would help us all be united in the mission of making you known in the world and loving you with, with our lives. And we ask our mother to intercede for us, to pray for us and help us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Great. Thanks, Father. Um, so yeah, this would have been the first, or I guess you were only gone one weekend, but uh, the weekend you were gone, uh, Bishop Daniel came and yeah. uh, presided at the masses, and yeah, kind of dropped some news that yeah. um, dropped the ball or dropped the bomb rather. Dropped the bomb, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that yeah, that Saint Joseph will be its kind of own standalone parish, mm-hmm. um, and uh, Father John Petrich will be the pastor there, uh, taking over that, and. Um, yeah, yeah, so it's kind of, uh, to a certain extent, the end of kind of the, the last kind of couple of years of, you know, I don't know, just a lot of kind of confusion maybe about like what is totally going to yeah what's happen, gonna happen there. there. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've heard a lot of feedback from a lot of people that people really appreciated Bishop Daniel coming and kind of sharing that news with us personally, that he uh, came in the masses and was able to share with people I think that went a long way to just help people just receive it and and not have as many questions maybe as if I would have said it or if um, if he would have just wrote a letter or something like that so I felt like that was really beneficial for the process to go well um, and yeah it's, it's, I greatly appreciate his willingness to to do that uh, to kind of try this out in some ways you know, he kind of did say it's kind of up to them and up to us, I guess, to function as we are and in, in the new situation. And uh, I, I foresee that it'll be a good arrangement for myself just to be able to focus on two parishes, um, you know, less meetings and less um, just kind of figuring things out. Not that St. Joseph's a lot of extra work, but it, there was things that had to be figured out, and because... Uh, there hasn't been staff over there. Um, it, it is a something that our staff or myself have to figure out, like when things need to be done or figured out. Like it's just extra stuff. So now they'll be taking all that responsibility on, and so it, it, it brings some freedom there. Um, so you know, people kind of like, how long have you known or whatever? And it's been a conversation since I got here, really, of like what's going to happen there. So it's just been an ongoing conversation. When Bishop Daniel came, it was continuing that conversation. Um, and, you know, I shared openly with him that I I have struggled with, you know, how to, how to help them. Because uh, when I got here, it was like they were closed. And so that was kind of the direction things were going. And then uh, the, the letter from Rome came and kind of, reverse that 
said they needed to be open. And so then we did that. But then I'm running three parishes. And so how do I? Yeah, doing four masses a weekend. Yeah, it just, it just becomes a challenge. And then, you know, some of the St. Joe's people were like, well, why can't we have another priest come? And so there's all those questions. And, um, you know, I've always been of the mindset of the clergy of the parish assignment should take care of the parish assignment, not always be having fill-in. So um, J- Father John and uh, others have, have assisted. You know, Father Bill continues to help with funerals and that sort of thing. And so um, I have been supported by the other priests, uh, the retired priests and Father John himself. So um, it's been helpful. But I think now I can just kind of let step back from all that and let them handle it. And so uh, it'll be good for for me, I think. Uh, I, Father John seems very excited about it, and I think the people there at St. Joe's are excited to kind of give it a try, you know. It's going to be their, their, their trial run to see if they can still make things work um, and bring new life there. Um, and if, I think Bishop talked about if it's the Holy Spirit's will, it continues, it will. If not, it won't. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Uh, but for us, for myself, I, I'm just excited to really be able to get more focused, I guess, on these parishes, um, really the parishes that I came to, to serve when I came here. This is kind of the assignment was these two parishes. So, um, and so I'm, I'm happy about that. Um, I think, uh, you know, it's a, it's an ongoing question of how do we best serve our diocese as the clergy of the diocese, um, as the bishop of the diocese? And these are decisions that every bishop has to make. And Bishop Daniel, I think, as he's coming here and, and kind of getting the reins, he's already had to deal with quite a few priest issues, right? A lot of priests uh, struggling in different ways, needing some time away, needing some um, just help with sorting out things. And, uh, you know, so... I think, in, in, to his credit, he, he hasn't kind of reacted to that and just said, oh my gosh, things are crazy here. We need to, we need to, he's been very generous with the priests and trying to help us and, and, and listen to us and, and guide us. And so I think um, as time has gone on, I've, I feel more trusting of his, his guidance, and so I'm grateful for that. Um, and so I think... Um, Moving forward, you know, it's it's just one of those things. the The Holy Spirit is in charge. The Lord is in charge of of His church, and so sometimes we have to uh, give some more freedom to that. And so, you know, I yeah, I have I have struggled sometimes of like, what oh, this isn't really what I wanted to do is open another church and keep running another church. But if it's what we're supposed to do, I can do it. But even when I was doing it, I, there was kind of like. I just feel like this is I'm having a hard time with this vision. So I feel like now I don't have to kind of live in this conflicted space. So it'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you kind of said like now like for them it's kind of like everything is kind of like on them and I know that they're already kind of figuring some stuff out and mm-hmm. uh but um, but yeah, like, what do you think this does mean for like Saint Joseph? Yeah, well, so they'll be standalone parish, so they'll have their own pastor, Father John. Um, he's also going to still do his chaplain stuff, so the hospital and the police 
Um, I think he did say that he's going to be stepping back from, he's been helping out at um, St. Scholastica. So um, I think for St. Joseph, what they will need to do is kind of um, get more financially stable. That's been one of their struggles this since they've been open in April. And, you know, some parishioners have left and gone other places. Some have just left, you know. That's, it's been a hard two years, I think, for people there because the uncertainty and, I mean, the whole reason behind it was, you know, a number of things. You know, when I talked to the finance council there, uh, those who were for, for merging into St. Lawrence and kind of step letting, letting it go and go so forth had kind of made the decision, like, we're, we're making it barely financially, but it's, it's just it's getting harder and harder. And so I think that's going to be the piece that will have to be figured out for St. Joseph. Uh, but maybe, you know, with a priest that's just dedicated to that parish, maybe they can uh, find more people. Maybe they can uh, bring people back who have been absent. And, and, and those who are going, maybe they'll be able to uh, give more and that sort of thing. So that'll be a piece. Um, I think... A challenge in any congregation is training the next generation, you know, raising up the next generation of Catholics so that our parish continues. Um, you know, I think right now in the church, that's, that's a, a common struggle, is how do we take our children and raise them in the faith and then help them to to kind of pass on the faith? How do we give them in sense the, the ball goes into their court at some point, right? And they mm-hmm. take on that leadership and role. And so if there's nobody there to receive that ball, that's a problem. So I think that's a struggle maybe for St. Joseph. And I think in all parishes right now, we're struggling with a number of things. One thing is young people are struggling to receive the faith and live the faith in our culture that we're living in. So we need to help them, encourage them. And another aspect is we're very mobile in our world today, so people aren't just being raised up and staying in their community and being yeah. plugged into their home parish. They're going off to college, and then they get married, or they go get a job somewhere, and they don't come home. And so a lot of times young people aren't plugged into a parish in any particular place. And so um, I think that that is an, an obstacle, not insurmountable, but an obstacle to uh, to where St. Joseph is at right now because they're in some sense, at least in my, what I saw and what I've heard, there just hasn't been a lot of that younger crowd. But, you know, there's there's opportunities always. So Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Um, and, you know, another maybe aspect, and this is more of like a struggle like church-wide, not necessarily just mm-hmm. our parish cluster, mm-hmm. but just the, the kind of stretch of the priest, of just the parish priest, right? Yeah. And so I think that's something that is maybe the one of the biggest like wins out of this is that you're not as stretched, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, hopefully Father John won't be more stretched, yeah. but but it's almost like a, <laughs> it's almost like a, okay, how can we have everyone not as stretched as they currently are? Yeah, right? yeah. And you're right. That's it's a it's a big question for our whole diocese right now. Especially we have a lot of retired guys filling in at different places. You know, Father Hoffman is covering up in Ely. Uh, Father Dale is covering in Cross Lake. Father George is covering in Crosby. And 
So you have these guys who uh, are filling in, and we're grateful for that. Um, it's it's great and a beautiful testament to their willingness to continue to serve. But um, you know, you, these guys aren't spring chickens anymore, and they don't necessarily maybe want to carry all the administrative side of things. They, I think, very graciously come to say mass and hear confessions and do the sacramental things, um, but. In terms of making decisions and carrying that burden of administration, you know, I look forward someday to the, being where that that's less the focus of my priesthood. So, yeah. it's kind of I think for a lot of guys, not for some are really good at administrating and they like that, but for a lot of us, I think it's something we don't we're never trained for. We're not really coming to be priests because we want to administrate parishes. It's just kind of comes with the territory, and so. Um, I think, I don't know if it's because of the last two years of the coronavirus and just all the stress that's been in our society that kind of comes out and you see it in the priests too, but it seems like right now there's just a lot of kind of run and ragged. And so uh, definitely for myself, I see this as a better arrangement. Um, I think there might be some kickback from other parishes in the diocese when they see what's happened here or other priests even when they see what happens here, because in Duluth we do have so many options of parishes and where to go for mass. When you go outside of Duluth into other parts of the diocese, people are driving 30, 40 minutes sometimes to get to mass. And so they're gonna be saying, why do they get another priest in Duluth who's a pastor? Now granted, Father John was already assigned here as a chaplain, and uh, so he was here for that purpose, and I don't think that that was going to change anytime soon. So I think he's continue he's going to continue mm-hmm. doing that work. So in some sense, we're not losing a priest that could have been assigned somewhere else. But that's going to be sometimes the question that people will raise is, how come Duluth always wins? I, there's that that phrase that's out there like Duluth always gets special treatment. They always get more priests. They always get more uh, resources. And you know, I think there's some truth to that. Um, when I was outside of Duluth, I felt that tension sometimes. Um, why are we sending all this money to, to Duluth uh, for different things and and that sort of thing? People would have that question. So, um, so I think we have to be aware that sometimes there's that feeling out there, mm-hmm. and to some degree, it is a reality. There are, you know, if we had two churches in in Duluth, the cathedral and St. James, you could basically fit all the people that come to mass in Duluth. And if those churches had like three masses each, you could fit all the all the people that are in Duluth could. Who are practicing their faith regularly could basically fit at, th- at those six masses. Um, well, we have a lot of parishes, and so mm-hmm. you look at places like Brainerd, where they have three priests and they have five parishes, and they have as many people going to mass in that two parish cluster as most of Duluth. It's kind of like, you know, we we have a lot more resources, and we're we're kind of we have extra masses and all these things that not everybody has. Now, granted, we're in a larger city, so that's just part of that reality is there are going to be more parishes, more people. Um, but there's that mentality of like, we have to drive so far. We only have one priest. Uh, you know, there's not options. Why do you guys get all that? So I think in Duluth, we kind of forget that. And some people who have only ever been in Duluth, they kind of live in that mentality yeah. and they don't realize it. So. I think for myself, that's what I've, that's what I think of in the back of my mind when I say we're going to keep this church open, or we're going to add things here, we're going to 
um, all remain separate instead of working together collaboratively in the city of Duluth. I just feel like a better model is to to work together and to continue to try to uh, not, uh, what's the word, have like parallel systems in place that are doing the same thing. Like, uh, so I've, I've loved the fact that we're working together with Father Rich on faith formation and that we're doing RCIA together, um, I, that they're doing on the east side. I think that's a great thing, I think. Um, I'm not saying they're going to close parishes in Duluth or that we should right now, but I just think those are the questions that other people and on the diocesan level we have to address. Like, are we are we serving the people of God as best we can with the resources that we have? And um that's sometimes a hard question to answer, and everybody's going to have a different answer of how to, how we best should do that. So, yeah, yeah, and I, yeah, that, that um, yeah, even comes to the idea of like, how do we like optimize how we reach people? Right, right. As a diocese, as you know, parishes as as a city, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, yeah, kind of like that thought of having all these like parallel systems that do the same thing, like having all these churches that are all like. Mm-hmm really doing the same thing right. which is what they're supposed to be doing, i guess yeah but um but yeah like how is there a way that we can all actually like work together pool some resources so that yeah. um it also kind of like um balances the load a little bit yeah yeah right. i i mean i think duluth when it was getting a lot of immigrants there was a lot of immigrant churches a lot of neighborhood churches, right? And so St. Joseph is sort of like one of those churches. It's, I don't know if it ever had a particular ethnic group that it applied to, but it was a neighborhood church, right? So and a lot of those churches have closed or merged over the years, even in Duluth. Um, so I would say it's kind of the old model. It's not a bad model, right? There's something beautiful about having a small, intimate community, which is kind of what St. Joseph has always uh asked for and desired when I talk to those people that's kind of what they want is we want to have this community where we come into the door and we know everybody and we're feeling connected that's a beautiful model if it's sustainable and if uh, you know if you have your own priest and there's enough priests and enough people to kind of make that happen in all these different places it is a beautiful model like I don't dispute that but is it the best model for where we are right now that's always been my question is I don't see that as being the best way but bishop is allowing them to kind of pursue that model and you know i pray that it works for them and and that god works through it so um i just think in this day and age people drive for lots of things they drive to get their groceries they drive to uh, go to school they drive to go for sporting events they they drive for lots of things and so it's uh it's kind of unrealistic to, to expect that I should be able to walk or or have a local, a church right in my backyard that I can attend, you know. But it's more kind of this idea that we're uh, we're we're more of a commuting parishes these days. People are are not bound by the parish boundaries like they used to be back in the day, but they they go to the parish that they feel connected to what for whatever reason. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's why like a whole nother <laughs> podcast episode that we could talk about. It's just yeah. like how like parish prim- parish boundaries and how like that kind of the mentality and like how like the church kind of operates in that 
way has like really changed yeah in the last yeah. probably 20 years yeah, yeah i would but, say yeah since vatican ii even like there's been a lot of change in how how we come together as church even as catholics i mean kind of law kind of describes like a way of doing it but we're not really following that way so it's kind of like how do those two meet and so that's, yeah. that's and, and and this is just a problem here too, right? Right. No, no. Yeah. And this is I know like universal I, in 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 the United States. I would say. Yeah. When I uh, lived in Denver for two years, I remember the uh, Archbishop Aquila put out like a like a map of the city of Denver and sure. was like, if you live in this boundary, go to this parish. Oh wow! <laughs> so they tried to get people to do that. Yeah. And how did it go? Um, I don't think it went particularly well. Like <laughs> I, I do know some people that would, that would be like, I'm gonna go to this one because. That's our parish. Archbishop wants me to. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's like, but there's one, the same amount of, like, the same, like, amount of minutes, the other direction, that's way better. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, we and all so, have our preferences, right? You know, yeah, yeah. And because some of the stuff is subjective. Some of it's obje- objective. Mm-hmm. But, uh, um, but yeah, I think, you know, like, that whole thing is kind of, uh, yeah, it's definitely uh, an issue. I, I guess, personally, I don't know how big of an issue is it. I kind of, I kind of see both ways. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Um, it's it kind of one of those things you have to make a decision of how we're going to organize and then go with it. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, good. Well, do you have any uh, final thoughts? Um, hmm. I, I guess the one thing, I don't think we said this, but this change is happening very soon. Yeah. So the first week of Advent. So this is the f- last weekend of of the current sort of cluster, I guess. Uh, and then next weekend, Father John officially takes over. Um, and ha- they have a new mass time at St. Joseph. It'll be at 9.30 on Sunday mornings rather than Saturday at 6.30. So this weekend, still 6.30. Uh, and then next weekend, it'll be 9.30 on Sunday. So, uh, but yeah, that, that's uh, Bishop, when he came, kind of announced that that would be the official changeover. Of course, there'll be probably some things that we still need to figure out for them or hand off to them after that but um it, it seems like it's going to be a pretty smooth transition so far so yeah yeah so last thoughts uh i pray that wherever you're at as parishioners whatever parish you belong to or go to um god will help you to to you know go where you where your heart is i i um i don't begrudge anybody that goes back to saint joseph or uh, people who have transitioned to other parishes. That's, you know, praise, praise God. I think go, go where your heart leads you and, and trust that God is, is going to take care of all of us in our own way. So, yeah. yeah. Great. Well, yeah, thank you, Father Eli, and thank you, everyone, uh, for listening this week. Uh, we hope you have a great rest of your day, and we will catch you again next time.